everyone. Welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. We had an eventful day. A very eventful day. <laughs> so Sam decided that we're going to get up early and we're going to go to the gym at 7 a.m. on a Saturday. So we got up at 7 a.m. because our whole plan was to be able to start recording a podcast by 9 a.m. How'd that go for us, Sam? Well, it is currently 7 p.m. Didn't go well. It didn't go well at all. We had lots of technical difficulties today and probably still having some of, I want to be honest. Yeah, it was a shit show. Oh, we couldn't, Our so we've done this before. Our microphones have worked just fine. We've done two. Yeah, and then today they wouldn't work. None of our settings were right. We couldn't make anything happen. Um, but we, were, we could record stuff. It just sounded awful. Just awful. Yeah, so <laughs> we ended up spending all morning doing that. Still couldn't figure it out. Got a new microphone. Still couldn't figure it out. Bought another new microphone. Still couldn't figure it out. And then it just started working again. Yeah, we just kept clicking different settings, and then all of a sudden at 7 o'clock, it worked. So let us know how this sounds, just in case it's a fluke and it sounds good to us and terrible to you. Mm-hmm. Also, Mimi's in the background playing, so don't mind some crinkly noises and other things happening. All right, so besides our fun, eventful day... We're going to talk about motivation today. We are. And we were super motivated this morning to talk about this. Absolutely. At 9 a.m., we were ready to rock. We were, we were excited. We were motivated. And then um, it was hard to keep that motivation all day long until now. But I think today's lesson really fits well with our events today. <laughs> yes. Tell us more. So the main reason I wanted to talk about this topic is because we listened, Sean and I and Sean's mom, Tina, all listened to a podcast called Bigger Pockets. And one of their episodes had Marie Forleo on it. And she is the author of Everything is Figureoutable. So we use that phrase quite a bit today <laughs> to try and figure everything out. A lot. But she had some really great lessons in this half... I think she only talked for a half an hour on this podcast. But just in that little snippet, it had so many good things that I just want everyone to know about. It was incredible. One of my favorite lines that she said was that all beliefs are a choice and choices can be changed. Yeah, she had a lot of great content. And it was... It was nice to listen to her podcast. It gave you a lot of outlook on life um, and that you can figure out anything you set your mind to or just about anything you set your mind to. And you pretty much make up your own motivation. You have to stay motivated and do things to keep a motivated mindset. Right. And the fact that she says... All beliefs are choices, and choices can be changed. She like kind of compared it to like a computer, 
how you can just download different like apps or hard drives to fit what you need. And it, I, I understood it so much because there's so many things that I try to psych myself out on all the time. And if you just change your mindset on it, you can do whatever you want or you can not do what you want, depending on how you change your mindset. Yeah, and think about with changing that mindset, right? If you're in the same room with someone who is a lot better at something than you, right? Say you think you're awful with computers or technology and you're in the room with someone who's good at computers and technology, right? And something needs to be fixed. Someone's having an issue and you're like, oh, I'm bad with that stuff. I can't do it. The other person handles it, right? Mm -hmm. Then think of a time when you aren't in a room with someone better than you and you have to step up and figure out the problem on your own. Mm -hmm. The majority of the time, you can figure out how to do it or you can Google it or call the right person to figure out how to do it. And so it just goes to show like if you have the right motivation, you can really figure out anything or do anything as long as you think you can. Except for trying to start a podcast today. Well, it ended up happening. It just happened like 10 hours later. That's true. But once again, we Googled everything and it just didn't work. But it did figure itself off. I won't say don't keep trying because if you keep trying, it just may take almost 10 hours for it to figure itself out. Mm -hmm. Everything's figureoutable. It really is. But I mean, some other things like she said were I don't know, like a fear. Like a fear of spiders. So us here in Wisconsin, we don't really have many spiders. And it's just a hard drive that's downloaded into our brains that we're afraid of spiders. But yeah, I think there's people in Australia living with deadly spiders and they don't care. They're usually scared of bears. Or wood ticks. Yeah. Because they don't have them. Yeah, it's really weird. So, I mean, it really goes to show that your beliefs are a choice. Mm -hmm. And you can change them to whatever you want. Absolutely. So, here we are. We're going to talk about changing things for the better. Yeah. It goes along with the positive mindset we talked about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, what are we starting out with motivation, Sam? How to start motivation. So, okay. mainly, I mean, like she talks about can't versus won't. Let's start with there. Yeah, can't versus won't. So, it's all about mindset. So, if you tell yourself you can't do something, it's it tears you down and it can give you self-conscious issues things like that you think you are incapable of completing a task where if you tell yourself you won't do it it's a choice that you won't do it not that you can't do it right it just means you have like a lack of motivation for it or it's not a priority right mm -hmm. so the main goal in life is to find what is a priority to you yeah, and not to have that negative talk of I can't do something because you probably can do the majority of things. 
really it's you don't want to mm-hmm. and we we in society like our society at least we use can't in places we should be using won't absolutely because there's so many times while we are lifting where sean will try and have me lift more weight than i want and i say i can't do it but it's more just the fact of i won't do it my body won't let me no your body will let you your mind won't let you okay fine my mind won't let me because i'm afraid of it Mm. but i mean i could change my mindset and just push myself find all the motivation in me and i could potentially do it you could do it most of the time you could okay fine so yeah it's just having that mindset that don't ever say you can't to yourself say i don't want to i won't it goes into the same thing as like don't tell yourself don't negative self-talk yourself where you go oh i suck right because then you think you suck you're telling yourself you suck be like oh I suck today at this, right? So if it's a specific thing and it was a one-time thing, it's not forever. So you can still tell yourself you suck or like, oh, shit, I messed up doing this today. Not, I messed up, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. So keeping that, like, don't ever tear yourself down because then... It's hard to get the motivation to do it in the future. True. I mean, it just goes on what we've talked about before. Is You just need to believe in yourself. You have to. Mm-hmm. It's the only way you're going to get anything done. Absolutely. And it has to be consistent. If you, you have to consistently have a positive mindset about it. And you have to consistently talk yourself up that you can do things. You're good at things. You can do it. You can figure it out. As long as you're constantly boosting your own ego, building your self-confidence, you're fine. You, you'll you'll succeed. You'll figure things out. You'll get the podcast going after 10 hours. You know, you'll, you'll make it happen. And even if you have a bad day, leave it at that day. Don't bring it to that, that negative attitude to the next day. The next day is a new day, so try again, and the next day it could work, or you could take a five-hour break, and it'll work. Yeah, you can just say, like, oh, yesterday sucked, today won't, and then start today on a good foot. Mm-hmm. So what's a good way to keep motivation? So there's a couple... St- Steps of motivation. There's instant motivation, which anybody can get from watching Wes Watson or Ed Milet or any person hyping you up. I watch a lot of like motivation videos when I lift. Um, Wes Watson really makes you feel like a piece of shit and jacks you up. It's awesome. Um, so things like that can give you instant motiv- motivation, right? But that's temporary. Sorry, someone just pulled up. All right, we're back. Dogs are done barking. Sorry about that. So instant motivation, right? Watching a motivational video, jacking yourself up, pumping yourself up to do a task at hand, 
right? That is awesome. That is great to utilize. I utilize that almost daily. However, that gets you through the moment, can get you through that time being. That motivation is not going to carry you every single day throughout the whole day, right? So how to keep motivation working for you? Some of the things I like to do, I, one, make sure I have a good self-talk to myself. I let myself know I can do anything I want to do. And then I make sure I accomplish the things I tell myself I can do. And then I set up my day and my schedule to meet standards. Mm -hmm. And those standards give you motivation, right? So if you reach a certain amount of standards, we talked about that in the positive mindset. If you have standards set for yourself, and when you reach those standards, you receive more motivation, right? So I the past week, I just wanted to have a nightly routine of doing the dishes, taking a shower at night, journaling before bed, doing my Duolingo, setting out my clothes for the next day, and then after those five things, I would lay in bed and read a book, right? By doing those things every night this week, I gain motivation where I'm going to do it tonight, right? So if you just stack those standards, you increase your motivation, and it'll help you continue to grow your motivation because you are reaching those levels every time you tell yourself you will. Mm-hmm. And I, when I worked for Sean, I had just constant instant gratification every, not every day, but that's how I got through most days working for him was just finding a pump up song and I would get all my shit done for that day and then I would just be drained by the end of it. And now working for a company that I'm like excited to work for, I don't feel as drained either. So it is like one of those things that I mean, you're not always going to love your job, but find something that you can love, that you can find long-term motivation for. So I loved working for Sean. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it wasn't what I was passionate about at the time. Like, it just, it was a great job. It was fun. I learned a lot. But it just wasn't something that I could keep doing every single day for the rest of my life. That makes sense. And so that's another thing that's people have to learn is to just find something to motivate you. So if it's just going to your job that you hate to get the money that you need to fund a side project that you love doing, let's say you love flipping cars on the side. If you need a job just so you can do those flips and have the money to do it, then that kind of motivates you to get through your workday is that at the end of the workday, you could just go do what you love. You get to go work on cars, do whatever you want, and that is your motivation. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Yeah, having something motivate you to get you through the day in mm-hmm. a positive mm-hmm. way, for and sure. I definitely look forward to our nights. I love just laying in bed, cuddling Mimi, writing my journal, mm-hmm. reading my book. Mm-hmm. It really just... I mean, it kind of makes the day go nice and easy because I know my nighttime routine is always just going to be so calm and chill 
And so it really gets me through the day. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh. What other things at work motivate you? Scheduling things. Okay. I think that's probably one of the best things is it's so nice to just make like a little a little list of like things I want to accomplish the next day. And just being able to tick those things off is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. And when you take one thing off, then you just want to keep taking them off. You just want to mm-hmm. keep giving yourself that like I don't know, excitement inside it gives me a little like butterfly moment in my tummy. I don't know. I think a lot of people like crossing things off their lists. Mhm. And that's honestly probably the best way to start motivation. Mm-hmm. Even if it's two things on a list, you're going to feel so much better when you get to cross that first thing off that you're going to want to get that second thing done immediately. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing, the fourth thing. Yeah. I mean, you can grow it, yeah. Just snowballs into them. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. that's like us going to the gym. Sorry, Mimi's chewing on a toy in the background. <laughs> that's like us going to the gym. The first day, super hard to do because it's a, you haven't crossed anything off yet. It's a brand new week, so you have to start all over. But it's say, once we get to like the third day, then the fourth and the fifth is just easy. It's so much easier to go to the gym on those two days compared to the first. Mm-hmm. And our fourth and fifth days are always Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, it's really weird how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's kind of against what most people contrarily say about how, like, oh, it's really easy to go the first time or the second time, but then you get tired, worn down, then you don't want to keep doing it. No, I think the hardest part is starting the motivation. Mm-hmm. And you just get, it's, it has to be something you care about. Because if you don't care about it, you're never going to find motivation to do it. Yeah. You can maybe find instant motivation. So, like, finding a good pep song, listening to a great podcast... But that can only work for so long. Right. It's all that instant motivation where you need more mm-hmm. permanent motivation. Mm-hmm. It's all a mental game. Mm-hmm. For sure. So what... Ooh, this is a good one. How to master distractions. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, we got some feedback to have show notes because we would just lose what we're talking about so now sam has show notes for us so she can keep us on track throughout this and we've already gone off track i liked where the conversation was going so i kept it going we looped it back it's fine okay continue master distractions so this is the hardest thing i think anyone will have to deal with is mastering their distractions we suck at it by the way gone a lot better okay we've gone better but we're still no no no, no 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 i've gotten better <laughs> okay sean's gone better yeah <laughs> so first off you have to want to get rid of your distractions okay so the greatest distraction in the world is your phone okay and on that phone you have phenomenal distractions like instagram tiktok facebook and a lot of dumb shit little games you can play literally i get distracted by just checking my email if you open your phone up to check a text message or answer a phone call or check an email as soon as you finish those tasks 
you're opening up social media. Mm -hmm. And then once you're in social media, you're in that freaking loop and you're doing dumb shit, wasting time. That's not productive because I can promise you, whoever the hell you're following on social media, besides for a very minority, it is dumb shit. It's stupid ass meme pages. It's hot ass Instagram thoughts. It don't matter. You're not being productive on Instagram. It's not like your Instagram or Facebook is, sorry, Facebook, is full of business shit, motivation, entrepreneurship. No, it's full of thoughts and dumb shit. I've learned some good things from TikTok, by the way. Still not, not valid, but I do learn some stuff on TikTok. <laughs> The amount of time you spend on TikTok for the fucking couple things on TikTok that you've learned by no means equate in value. Oh, no. I spend way more time on TikTok than I should. Absolutely. So, anyways, distractions, dude. We're getting distracted about this dumb shit while we're trying to have a podcast about distractions. Anyways, so... First off, you have to want to get rid of those distractions, which is a super hard hurdle because it's fun to mindlessly scroll. Mm -hmm. People love mindlessly scrolling. I love it. I love laughing at a good meme. I love checking out Instagram thoughts. It's fun, right? So the first thing you have to do is you have to make a decision that you don't want those distractions anymore. Mm -hmm. So... What I had to do was I decided I didn't want these distractions anymore. So I sat down with Ryan and Dylan and they made me delete all these Instagram thoughts I followed, all these Snapchat thoughts I followed, and I had to get rid of all of them because that just wasted your time on Instagram. And so now all I have is some meme pages and so I don't even give a shit to check it anymore. And so I have like 15 minute timer on my Instagram a day, 15 minute timer on my Facebook a day. So that way, even if I do get down the rabbit hole, I'm only wasting 30 minutes of my day on these things. Otherwise, you really only spend time on Robin Hood. Yeah. I mean, so I do still waste a lot of time on my phone. Like if I'm texting people, calling people, um, I spend a lot of time on Robin Hood, which... That's kind of productive. Makes me money. Yeah. So, yeah, however you look at it. But I don't consider that a distraction. That's true. I think my best way to get rid of that distraction is to not see it. Like, I have to either put it in a different room, put it in a drawer with on silence so I can't hear it buzzing. Like, that's the only way I can get rid of it as a distraction. Do you know why? Because I'm addicted. Because you don't want to get rid of that distraction bad enough. True. So, first decide that you're going to get rid of the distraction. Then start taking steps, like Sam said. Put your phone in the other room. If that's what distracts you, put your phone in the other room. If you have to keep your phone on you to answer phone calls, whatever... Put timers on those apps so you can't use them. Or put time, like the time window, so you can only use it from this time to that time, whatever. 
Um, or you do, can like change it where you only have the sound effect if it's like a phone call or a text. Yeah, so take off your notifications so your phone only makes a noise if you get a phone call or text. I bet you would go on Snapchat a lot less if you didn't get notified that people were snapping you. Yeah, Snapchat is, I do Snapchat quite a bit. Oh, that is another good one. I forgot about that one. Yeah, Snapchat is fun. It is. But it's another one of those things. It's a belief that you need to change. Mm -hmm. So I have that belief that I like to be on my phone. And it's not a distraction. But I need to change it where it's bad to be on my phone. Because if I think it's bad to be on my phone, then I won't want to be on it. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, setting up systems or standards or whatever to not utilize your phone or your distractions. So phones aren't the only distraction. They're probably the number one distraction. But other distractions can be playing video games. Kids. Kids are a distraction and an excuse for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, reading. Cleaning. Cleaning. Oh, cleaning for sure. If mm-hmm. you work from home, you distract yourself constantly. You'd be like, oh, Okay, I need to sit down and work. Oh, but hold on. In between checking emails, I'm going to do a load of laundry. Oh, well, I just did this meeting, so I'm going to do the dishes real quick. And you're just procrastinating from doing your work. Mm-hmm. Cleaning's huge. Mm-hmm. It literally, the best way to not be distracted is just, I don't, just sit down and get your work done. If you don't get distracted, you could get your work done in four, five hours. Way less. And then you can do whatever you want if you just didn't get distracted. I think about going to college. If I wouldn't have fed into those distractions, I could have gotten my homework done in probably two hours, studied a shit ton where I would have gotten straight A's in college. But I just fed off of any distraction I could just because I thought it would make me feel better. Netflix is a huge distraction, by the way. It is. It is terrible to have it playing in the background. I thought about that because you're talking about distractions in college, and you and I would watch copious amounts of Netflix in college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it would just play. Constant. Yeah. So, that's so true. If you get rid of all distractions, decide that you're going to do... Whatever the task is, right? Decide you're going to do that task. Set an amount of time you're going to do that task. So I would think as long as you're not, if you're working from home, whatever, you're working on the computer, a lot of the things you do, I guarantee you, you could get done in a quarter of the time if you got rid of all distractions and you only focused on that. Do not focus on answering an email Do not focus on answering a phone call. You just focus only on the task at hand for the allotted time that you have, and you will be so much more productive. Sean, didn't you read a book on this, the uh, four-hour work week? Yeah, the four-hour work week. Yes. Mm -hmm. That displays so well how you could get, I mean, in his case, 40 hours of work done in four 
hours if you didn't have any distractions. Mm -hmm. And and there's places in other countries where their work weeks are only 30 hours and people are so much more motivated to get their work done right away because they only have to work six hours a day. So they know they have to get their work done in that short amount of time. Check it out. Hit me with it. Has there ever been a time, and everybody can say yes, otherwise you're a fucking liar, has there ever been a time when it's Friday afternoon, you just found out you have to get a slew of things done the next two hours before the end of the workday, otherwise you got to stay late on a Friday, and you get that shit done in two hours. That amount of stuff would usually take you a full day, and you rock that shit out in two hours. I think I was working at Automotive Machine Works, and what would usually take me like probably three hours to do one day, I got a call about a crisis at one of my group homes that I had to be at, but I had to get this done, and I was able to get it done in like 30 minutes so I could be out the door and go to that crisis. So I was like, it it hit me that, holy shit, dude, what takes you two, three hours to do, you just did it in 30 minutes. And so anybody can relate to that. Anyone who knows like, oh, I gotta hurry up and clean the house. Is that what you're gonna say, Sam? Uh, That's totally what I was gonna say. Go for it, go for it. It's like, I remember being a kid and your parents telling you, Make sure the house is clean by the time I get home. And you can, like, sense them coming down the street. And you just kick it in high gear and just clean the house in, like, 10 minutes. That voiceover definitely sounded like Kim. No. So, it's so true. Anybody can relate to it if you allot a time to it and you attack it. You'll be able to accomplish it. And I can promise you when you have those couple minutes to get the task done before your parents get home and you get your ass chewed, you don't have any distractions. You only got one objective on your mind, and that's to get the house as clean as you can as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. How was uh, that distraction on your phone or just now? <laughs> I got a text. (laughs) (laughs) Who put their phone on silent so they wouldn't get distracted by it? Probably you. That was me. Damn. I even said it out loud. Anyways. So mastering distractions. We're obviously not the greatest at it. No. I'm still awful at it. And Mimi's a good distraction. Yeah, Mimi distracts us a lot. That's true. So, ooh, dedicate full attention. That goes off of distractions. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing. So, with the distractions, so get rid of the distractions, dedicate your full attention to the task you're doing, and then crush that task. Give it everything you have. I will say I'm awful at that at work. Like, right now I just have so many different things going on that I like to just bounce around Mimi just keeps bringing up different toys by the way and we just keep having to take them away we're on to toy number three but so at work I have so many things going on and I just 
bounce around to different projects because I just get bored of one and I'm like, well, I can just go do this other project and then the next project. And I'm not, I, I could get my first project done so much faster if I just dedicated all my time to just that one project. Just put all my attention to that one and just put the rest of them on the back burner until, I mean, either the end of the day where I need to have it done or when I'm actually done with my project. Mm-hmm. But it's so easy to focus on those things that aren't as important. That's true. It really is. Mm-hmm. It... Did you ever see the video of the guy who he claims he's the greatest multitasker? No. So it was one guy, and he said he could multitask anything. So he they tested him on it. They made him drive. They made him answer a phone call. I think he had to chew gum and eat a sandwich all at the same time. How do you chew gum and eat a sandwich? Okay, maybe it was just eating the sandwich. Okay. But he had to, like, drive through these cones. Mm. And he failed. Oh, for sure. And after that, he was just like, I'm never going to, like, text and drive or talk on the phone and drive ever again. Like, I'm the greatest multitasker. (laughs) And if I can't do it, no one can. This little fucking dog here overreacts and barks at the stupidest shit just to get attention. This podcast is just filled with distractions. So much. We need a damn door on our office so these dogs can't come in here. Anyhow. So, Sean, what are our our sources of motivation? Our personal So you talked earlier about at the gym, you listen to Ed Milet. Wait, is that the gym or just in general? Just in general. All right. Oh, let's talk about your gym one. My gym motivation? I listen to bluegrass country as I rep the shit out of stuff. Okay, the main one. Ilya Alien? Oh, ha, 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 ha. Whoa, no, big time. So there's this video I watch of Ilya Ilyan snatching 192.5 kilos whenever I need to PR. And I watch that. I've watched that video a hundred times easy. Easy. Easily. Also, if you don't know what a snatch is, just look it up. So, dude, just search Ilya Ilyan snatch. 192.5 kilos. I don't need anything else. That song gives me the motivation to accomplish whatever I want to accomplish. It motivates him so much that he said if he has a kid, he wants to name him that. Oh, my God. I'd love to name my kid Ilian. You're ridiculous. Nah, I would probably name Ilya. That sounds better. Maybe I'll be Ilya Ilian Tudor. Because that flows well. Yeah. I love that guy so much. Um, So that's like my motivation for lifting, I guess. Motivation for life is I want to reach my full potential, which I got that from Ed Milet. Um, It's just being your best self, essentially reaching your full potential. Because reaching your full potential 
anybody can do if they put their mind to it, right? You just have to work hard enough. There would be nothing worse in life, right, than to getting to the end of your life and realizing that you've accomplished 1% of what you could have accomplished. Mm -hmm. So if, you, if you're interested in, like, his actual quote, it's really great. Look up Ed Milet's quote on life motivation, I guess, and, and hopefully you get something like that. Um, it's really great, and I live by it now. Um, so I just want I, – I have a will to win. I, I want to do – great i want to i want to reach my full potential and so that gives me the motivation um most days to work really hard in what i'm working on i look at the bigger picture try to look at every avenue i can for for the best results uh professionally and personally um and so i look at that kind of stuff so i, I don't want to i don't want to be 60 years old and looking at like oh how am I going to retire? I don't want to be 60 and worrying about shit like healthcare, things like that. I want to reach 60 and I want to be in the best shape of my life. I want to reach 60 and be in the best financial position in my life. I want to reach 60 and be in the best mental health state of my life. And I want to continue that into 70, 80, 90, and then, you know, I mean, I'm probably gonna die before then, but whatever. But I, I don't, I don't like the idea of retiring. I think retiring's ridiculous. I, I don't like the idea of any of that. I like the idea of continually to better yourself till the day you die. And maybe that'll change when I'm like 80 and sick of working. I don't know, but I just. Sitting in limbo doesn't sound fun to me. It's not you. You only get one life. Why the hell would you just want to sit in limbo? That's so true. Damn. Mm -hmm. So that's my that's my motivation for my whole life is I've just uh, pounded that into my mind that I don't want to be average. I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to worry about retiring because um, I'm never going to retire. So, Sam, what's your motivator? Um, I guess, I mean, one of my motivations for the longest time was just being happy. I tell Sean that all the time. It's just, I just want to be happy. Um, which, like, I'm not saying I'm not happy now. I'm very happy now. But I just want to keep being happy for the rest of my life because being happy is great. feels great. Uh, otherwise, like, one of my other main motivations is just being able to travel. So, I've always... I've loved traveling. I've gone to many countries, many states, and I just want to keep doing it. So I know in order to be able to do that, I have to make money. So either figure out how to make money on the road, hence why I push on to start this podcast and our website, tutorsoflife.com. Go check it out. And that's really what has pushed me to do everything is I know if we work hard, we can get these things to fund our travels. We can go travel the U.S. in an RV, take Mimi with us, and just love life. Be happy doing it. I can be watching the sunset in Florida. I'm recording a podcast with you because we can make money while doing it. Or, I mean, right now, Sean and I have been investing in real estate. So we can be making money back here and traveling wherever we want to go. It's not like I... No, I love podcasting. Podcasting is cool. 
But, I mean, my main motivation isn't buying a whole bunch of real, real estate. It's cool, but I know it gets me to my end goal. So that is what helps me and pushes me to do that. Not really your end goal, but just your next goal. Right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's a really good motivator. Um, it's a good way to look at things because, like you talked about work earlier, you're doing these things now that might not be awesome. They might not be exactly what you want to do, but you're doing them so that you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Your motivator. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like working for you and your business. Mm-hmm. I always said I never wanted to do it, mm-hmm. but I did it because I knew if I stepped in, I could get your company further than it was at the time. Mm-hmm. And my main motivator was to get Sean to not have to do as much work. And I accomplished that for the most part, I'd say. Yeah. And so how um, you, you did, you did a great job with that. Um, but I just started doing other things for work now. Well, I'm not going to get you out of every work you have. I'll make new work. You just want me to clean up all of your sloppy seconds, don't you? Absolutely. But, I mean, it just goes to show you can, if you have the right end or next step, you can motivate yourself through anything and everything. You really can. Yeah. If you. If If your next step is something you're truly passionate about truly truly passionate about yeah and you need to make it uh, a passion you need to make whatever you're doing a passion so that way it can motivate you through the times that aren't so great because mm-hmm. i mean it'd be too easy to go take any dead-end job and just get by in life that's probably got to be the easiest living ever it is i did it before i worked for you and before you made me find a new job mm-hmm. i Worked at Yankee Candle, and I loved it. But it was a job that I couldn't really progress any further in. I wasn't going to ever make a whole lot. I could never take off the time I needed to go travel the places I needed like needed to do. And Sean was my motivation to quit that job and find a better one. Mm-hmm. And I did. But I wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't have someone to push me. Mm-hmm. Someone to give you that motivation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's very easy to just fall in that rut and just be in that comfortable spot that you're in. But you're never going to progress in life if you're not uncomfortable, as Sean likes to say. There's something quite enjoyable about being uncomfortable. To you. It's the best state to be in. Who said that, anyways? I have no idea. We'll look that up, and maybe we'll let you know in our blog. Mm -hmm. But someone somewhere said that being uncomfortable is the best. I'm sure a lot of people have said it. I think David Goggins might have mentioned it. Um, Who's he? (laughs) David Goggins is so awesome. Check him out. He's got a book. It's phenomenal. Uh very very cool guy very motivating guy anyhow you find enjoyment or you should find enjoyment in being uncomfortable 
the more enjoyment you can get while being uncomfortable, the more you're going to grow. Now grow. Growth. Yes. Growth. It's it's the way of life. I don't know if if you wanna if you wanna enjoy it, if you wanna reach your full potential. Mm. Otherwise you can just do what you've been doing. If you're happy doing it and you don't need to go any further, then there's no point to, you don't need any motivation. If you're happy and you're comfortable and that's how you want to be, go for it. There's not a problem with it. Absolutely. I, I, anyone can do whatever they want. I, for my motivator, my, my thing in life, I want to reach my full potential. That's mine. Sam's is to get financial freedom so she can travel whenever she wants. She can go do whatever she wants, right? Yours can be whatever your heart desires. Just make sure that's what you enjoy. Now, if you don't enjoy doing something like that and you're just making excuses to cop out because you're a pussy, then fix your shit. Mm-hmm. But if you truly enjoy doing that, then then do that. That's fine. That's, that's totally whatever it is. You enjoy it, do it. But if you're just throwing out excuses because you're too lazy, no. And once again, I think we talked about it in the first podcast. Sean hates excuses. Worse than anything else, I think. Excuses are the worst. The worst. There's always a rhyme or reason to it. For the most part. For the excuse. Yeah. What like it's. I mean, how many times has, like, someone used an excuse at work and it's been something that was their fault? Oh, all the time. It's out. You can make an excuse. You you know, you get to work five minutes late and you go, oh, traffic was so bad. Well, you go to work every time that day. You know that traffic can be shitty at 8 o'clock. So you should leave 10 minutes earlier than usual. Mm-hmm. You can utilize an excuse for anything. And you can always solve that excuse. If you want, for sure. Mm -hmm. But it's just so much easier to put the blame on something else or someone else. Mm -hmm. I remember Sean and I, I think one of the first times Sean and I interviewed someone together. This person was 30 minutes late and came up and told us every excuse out of the book. And then he gave us every excuse for being 30 minutes late. Mm-hmm. Then when he talked about his previous work experience, he gave us constant excuses why they didn't work out. And it was never his fault, Ever. conveniently. This dude, it was never his fault. But he had an excuse for everything. As soon as that interview was done, Sam and I looked at each other and we were like, hell no. And we could also tell he was lying for most of it. Oh, yeah. So it, why give you why give us excuses if you're going to lie about all of it anyways? It And it, it, it doesn't get you anywhere. Excuses just anger most people. They're and, pointless. Right. And especially, I, I guess I understand them one time, but there's no reason to have the same excuse over and over and over again. Like being late to work. If that's your excuse every single day because of traffic, then solve that excuse. You can fix that excuse. Mm-hmm. For sure. An excuse is just another can't, let's say. It's just another reason to get yourself out of that motivation. Yep. Just a way to talk yourself out of something. Mm-hmm. 
So that's all I have, Sean. That's it. That's it. Dang. All right. Well, um, I guess check out our blog at tutorsoflife.com. Stay motivated. Get your uh, get your schedule set up. Get your uh, life vision and goals set up so that you have a motivator. And when you need to, utilize self-motivating stuff. Books, podcasts, YouTube videos, whatever music, whatever it is. Use those instant motivators to help you get through those situations. But make sure to always have something that's motivating you for the long term. That's what I got for you. I hope it helps. Also, on our blog or on our website, we post every Tuesday and currently every Sunday updating on our 12-week goals that we've been doing. And then our podcasts are going to come out on Mondays. I don't think we've ever mentioned that to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so check out also Marie Forleo on the Bigger Pockets podcast. Yep, that was a really good episode. That was a very good episode. It was very motivating. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.